0: This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. Welcome to The Playbook. I'm David Meltzer. We're here at the greatest studio ever built at the Wynn Hotel in the lobby of the Wynn with two of the greatest entrepreneurs I've ever met. Hutch Hillibert is here. He's the managing director of Restoration One and my dear friend from Rocket Plan, always with the plan and the unplanned, Joe Tolsman. Welcome to the playbook. Awesome to be here, David. Thanks for having us. Well, the only reason you're here to be honest is you have the best friends in the world. And I think that says a lot about you by the people who you've surrounded yourself with and how highly they speak of you, not necessarily to your face, but behind your back. They truly love you for good reason, and we don't have Starsky here today, we have Hutch Hillibert. and he's the founder, CEO of Restoration One, Uh, but he's also a veteran, a hero, and I wanted to have him on because we share so many different philosophies and theories about character, about family, uh, about the country that we live in. I'm a firm believer we still live in the greatest country ever created. There's no other country that someone like Joe and I can come with absolutely. I mean, Joe was working the back of Dairy Queen. He was afraid to work the window because he didn't even know. And, and now, I mean, the man's a multimillionaire, an incredible success. There's no other country in the world uh, that you can be the back guy flipping burgers because you can't even talk to people and become anything that you want to be uh, in any career industry. And so, uh, there's a lot to. Restoration One—that goes beyond being the leader in the industry in the restoration and mold
1: business. There's a lot to it. Where did your character come from? Uh, if I was to be answer with one answer, it would be my grandmother. And what's her name? And Jesse Hillibert. Jesse Hillibert. I, awesome. And and what was Jesse Hillibert like? So um, my grandfather died two days before I was born. Never met the man. Are you named after him then? I am not named after him. Wow, that's uh. odd. But I'm named after my great grandfather, uh, okay. Which is even weirder. I'm named uh, after my grandpa, which is you know I never had the opportunity to meet the man. Uh, but my grandmother instilled in me. She lived through the depression. She was born in 1918. Uh, up until I was 31 years old, my grandma was my best friend. I can remember being at boot camp and having the drill sergeant yell at me, "Who's your best friend, Hilliburtt?" My grandma, and everyone starts giggling. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But that was that was that was that is the who I get my inspiration from, my work ethic from. Uh, she had a list for me. I could get a quarter for cleaning the windows uh but you you always uh when you went to grandma's there was a list but she she taught us how to give back how to give and then uh spend a lot of time in the the local organizations that she was involved in in the, in the in the area and if you could have written one word on her tombstone for the legacy of your family
0: what would that word have been beautiful i love it well i've had the same relationship uh with my grandparents in fact one of the proudest moments you and i share one of the proudest moments which i've been married it's coming on 27 years to the same woman who I met in the fourth grade and hated me until I was 26. You've been married over 20 years as well. But the other thing that we have in common, uh, is that, uh, my proudest moment with my grandparents was that I, when I graduated law school, I was the only one in law school who all four of their grandparents were at my graduation. And I still get choked up, uh, to that. Now, Beyond what we've learned from our grandparents, we've also executed in allegiance with our character and beliefs of our country. We both share a mission, but you've actually physically put your life uh, in the way. I never had the opportunity, um, and I'm not sure it was my calling if I could do it. So I respect what you do is, I hope people respect that uh, I have different skills or knowledge, but. I actually don't even ever want to know if I have that skill like you do, whether it was COVID or nine 11, uh, or multiple other, uh, places. How did fear, uh, play into your life? Cause as you know, I teach people to spend less time in fear and physical fear outside fear is actually something that's more difficult for me to understand than
1: the internal fear or the fear of the past. So I would say that I, I, fear is everywhere it doesn't matter where you're walking down the street you're driving a car you're driving too fast um i i don't want to say that i chase fear but when i have fear i'm fearful of in business in my personal life or even in in uh, my professional military career was um i I hit it head on i I take it head on and and let it go down the back of my spine and then it's gone right if i sit there and and i dwell on it or if i sit there and i um talk about it with others it's that negative connotation that everyone's going to start to see or feel the same way that i do so take it head on get rid of it, remove the fear, remove the obstacle that's making the fear uh, and keep going forward, pushing
0: forward. That is awesome. And Joe, uh, you have so many different options on who you are close to, relative to, associating with in your life. Um, You obviously know Hutch far greater than I do. What was it about Restoration One and Hutch that made it a literal imperative uh, business uh, mission to do business with Restoration One?
2: As soon as we started doing business with hutch and his team it was that feeling of alignment being on the same frequency operating based on same core values and consistently throughout our team at rocket Plant, as well as hutch at r1 and that's the basis that's the foundation for long-lasting mutually beneficial relationship and hutch on the other side you know obviously you are a
0: 800-pound gorilla in this space and uh, many different options was there any one quality in Joe? Because there was for me, but I'm curious for you. Was there something, you know, beyond business that you said, you know what? This is someone I want to do business with and associate myself with. The accent? Yeah, like, it, how do you know? It's the hair for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Understood. Understood. No, I think that the number one thing is is his tenacity to, to drive. That he had a problem when he was in the same space I'm in and fixed it, hit it head on. I think we are very much aligned and eye to eye on that. And I feel that um, he does surround himself with some of the best people in the world. And so it's it's an honor for me to be able to, to uh, just help him along in a little bit of way.
0: And I know from the way he speaks of you and the company, you've more than helped him along the way, uh, which is aligned with my mission in life that we should give, receive, and witness giving, receiving. And seeing you two allows me to be that witness. Um, you mentioned your grandma, Jessie, and she taught you how to give. Intertwined in the philosophy of giving, while we're in business, I have a philosophy that you can do well in business and still do good.
1: Amen, it's, absolutely.
0: It seems absolutely. like Restoration One and you do everything to that level.
1: You know, I, I take every claim, and I don't might not know them, I might not meet them, but I take every claim to heart. Um, and I do stop by a lot of the claims. I went to a recently to a client's house, it was snowing outside, it was a single mother of three children um ages seven to one was in diapers so i don't know the age yeah uh but she had no milk and she had no water they had the tap water where they bottled water they were out of i went to the store and i got it for me it's changed this woman's life it, it, i don't understand why we as neighbors why we as americans why we as citizens can't just look at our neighbor and, and take care of them that, that was five dollars right and the return the five-star review the talking to her neighbors talking to her friends putting it out there i'll take a positive review over over buying a review any day and i mean that with, with all due respect yeah if you uh buy things or have fake things in your life you
0: end up with people that can be bought and people that are fake and one of the things the snake besides the re- real heat hair that joe has <laughs> he's a real person um in the aspect of giving joe too because you're in a different position uh obviously you are well trained and skilled in being a contractor, but you created a SaaS solution as a contractor. You didn't go to Stanford. I don't think you were in the Silicon Valley. Um, We both know, Hutch and I, your tenacity, but there's a different tenacity in having the confidence to give even when you're not there yet. What are some of the things that your mindset goes through when you're not there yet, but, you know, I've been with you and you took hundred people to dinner, and You obviously could have used those resources to continue to accelerate and grow your business, but having the patience and generosity to look and put others first, but also know that uh,
2: the more we give, the more we're given. Early on, I realized that I like providing value because that makes me valuable. And the way to go about earning my living is about doing good things because that provides living and creates Automatically, good environment, and that's what I loved about your book. Connected to goodness, make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. And that's a good life. So, when I started restoration company, it was only two of us. Eventually, we grew it to over hundred employees. Um, In the beginning, I was that person taking those emergency calls, responding to the emergencies, doing labor work, demolition, cleanup with my crew at the job site, doing manually all the documentation reporting to insurance companies, doing estimating, doing billing. And I was able to do that up until about 20 employees. But then we started hiring office personnel, estimators, bookkeepers. We started implementing different software, went through painful implementation, three to six months, costly too, and always got to the same point, it doesn't work. The data is not coming in because the nature of the business is the documentation comes from the job sites and it was just not happening. So I decided to hire a software engineer, bring them in-house full time to understand dynamics between different stakeholders, job site, office, external adjusters, property managers, and build something that works for the people in a field to capture the documentation on the go. So we made that part super easy. We made job site people very happy because we removed all that work they hate to do anyways. The data is coming into one place. So our office people are happy estimators, bookkeepers, they can do their part of the job. And ultimately we can get paid faster. And I have to say one thing though, it's huge. What he did for the field
1: techs, the, the gentlemen and the ladies that are out there working, making us the money, do the, taking care of the clients, what he did for them is life-changing. It's not game changer, it was life-changing. Wow. I, it's it's I see hours, it. hours. I, I've studied his business model and um, as an advisor
0: trying to figure out how that ROI works. And I think it's important because I teach people it's not good enough that you know how valuable it is. You actually have to articulate the value. You have to put a quantitative analysis on it. And as I work through the numbers at being a math person and taking, okay, there's this many individuals on the project. There's this many other people associated to those individuals and relying on those individuals. This is how much time this part of it takes. This is how much time. This is how much impact or uh value or cost there is to miscommunication delayed communication but we you know what's so interesting hutch is that all three of us share the real value of it and i know you mean it is that what most businesses your size forget and and even joe's size now is that and, I, and it hits home for me because i grew up with a single mom six kids not enough money sometimes for food like that lady and when you told me the story, I'm thinking, what if my house, I didn't have a place to sleep? And I had to wait because not the people didn't want to help me, but there wasn't a system. And so now the adjuster and this person, and they're all arguing over pennies, which could feed my children. And so now I have to take my children out of school, humiliate myself with a friend or family member sleep on a couch, turn my entire family up around because, you know, it's not about the money. And when you buy, like you said, the milk and the and the water, it, it's not about the money. It's about, wow, right? I, people acknowledge me and my position and they're not against me because we don't want to feel like we're punished. We don't want to, we, we feel like we're victims. And I, I want to tell you both that, Why I spend so much time, money, emotion, and my own value in what you guys do is because every time I think about what you guys do, I think about my car breaking down and getting effed over and my mom crying. I think about, you know, the dishwasher and the person not having the part because there wasn't the technology, the system to have on-demand delivery, you know, say what you want about Amazon but when you can get things in hours delivered to your door uh, for logistics, it's an incredible impact. Um, One of the subjects I wanted to talk about is there's been a change in entrepreneurship. uh, Education is also, you know, because you're educated in rocket plan, you're educated into workflow, you're educated into the, the blocks that exist, the bottlenecks, as they call them in contracting. Both of, you and the, at one time me, we realized this is not for me. This is not for me. And Hutch, I'm gonna start with you. What was your, this is not for me uh, epiphany, like, you know, Steve Jobs leaving Harvard, you know, or Gates leaving Harvard. And I'm
1: And I mean, I know you asked for one, but I'm gonna give you two. Yeah, the first please. one was I, I walked Bonus, in. Bonus, you're already giving more value. You're living the world of more than enough, everyone. I, I walked into my first day of college. After high school graduation and I, I i still don't know what i want to do when i grow up by the way just so yes nice <laughs> I, I walked in my first day of college i lasted about two hours and i walked out and never stepped foot back into college i did that because at the end of the day i knew that it wasn't for me it was the same cliques, the same cliches the same kids hanging out hating each other fighting each other it, it just wasn't for me and i needed to do something more with my life i started my first job when i was 13 i rode a bike through the orchards in east mesa arizona to the mall that's to- hot hot hot. (laughs) to to work in a in the mall at a kiosk because that's the only place that would hire me at 13. um i come from a broken family so years mine hours my parents were divorced when i was one i could live with my mom live with my dad it didn't really matter but then they had their own families and and i and i don't say that to to ever you talk about your mom my mom and me and my mom don't have the relationship that i wish we did have but i would tell you that i I i probably need it if that makes sense growing learning and knowing it now i probably need it and i just it's not there um because she had her own children with her husband and and he had his children they had their family and i can remember i grew up living in the basement it's not a bad thing i wanted to be in the basement it's cooler down there but uh, i I grew up and i didn't have any rules my second epiphany is after 20 years working retail and working my way up and and working in different brands um covid came civil unrest came i was living in emeryville california in an apartment my spouse was living in arizona and i was gone but it was civil it was the, the COVID and the civil unrest they were breaking into the stores. They were spray painting. You know, unfortunately, Jeff Bezos sucks and things of all those <laughs> natures on my on the Whole Foods because he owned he owns they owned uh, Whole Foods Market. Um, and I was told that I had to board up every window in my inner city stores. I, I'm I'm an avid. I would not do that. Um, I I called uh, my boss at the time, who was the VP over safety and security, and told him I'm not boarding up my windows. And he said, "It's a direction. You'll do it." And I know this man. He was also a senior NCO in the Air Force Honor Guard with me. And I said, I'm not going to do it. I have. We are closing at eight every day because of the California laws and the county laws. We, had, you know, the zero trespassers, zero out uh, in the area. However, if I do that and they're firebomb the store and I have a, one associate that get injured, are killed, it's not going to be on my heart because I will never. I live by a law. You can never go home worse than you came to work. And it's true. My people have to go home. And so I left retail. I, le- I left corporate America. I sold my house. Three grown men moved into a dilapidated 1972 trailer. In a trailer park, put two hundred twelve thousand dollars into buying Restoration One, and uh, has literally turned it into what we have today. Wow, unbelievable!
0: It's you know the times that we make decisions that everybody laughs at us, gossip makes fun of us, thinking you're crazy, but nobody that wants to change the world isn't considered crazy. Nobody that sticks to their their character uh, won't be considered crazy at one time or another. Joe, what was your moment where you said not for that's
2: dedication yeah it's beautiful by the way i never thought i'd be crying with a bunch of contractors (laughs) so david i'm six years old i'm in grade one i get this cartoon character book for my birthday and i bring it to school there was a lot of disney characters some tom and jerry tom and jerry was the biggest hit (laughs) so i show it to my classmates everybody loves it everybody wants it so i get this idea I want to share it with my classmates, but I want to make some money too. So I took a blank piece of paper, put it over a page in a book, traced around the character, colored them in. And then I started selling the sprints to my classmates for their lunch money. So sales started skyrocketing. I started getting orders in. I had to schedule like weeks in advance to fill. It felt so overwhelming, but I loved the rush. It was Such a good feeling. And then teacher found out I got in a big trouble. My parents were called to school. They got into even bigger trouble than I did. This was Croatia, part of communist Yugoslavia at the time. <laughs> Business was not encouraged. So I, I, I felt like I was ripped off. I had to return the money. But the good thing is my classmates got to keep the prints. But that was the moment when I realized I want to do something that brings value to people. That's how I want to earn my living. And I realized I'm going to get the hell out of there as far as I can. So when I immigrated, that was in 2003, I couldn't speak a word of English. So that was an exciting process to be able to communicate, started doing renovation, repair work, build it up into new construction. I've done some new real estate developments for my clients and that led me to building envelope restoration, doing some of my own real estate developments. And then uh, after recession, I started doing restoration and then getting into restoration, finding the problem, solving the problem for the industry and making it easy for the people in the field and easy to implement. That's the stuff that gets me going. Gets me going as well. My only moment was after law school when I got offered
0: a job to be an oil and gas litigator for a ton of money and telling my mom, I don't want to be a lawyer. I'm going to sell legal research on the internet. And her response was of course, the internet's a fad. It's never going to last. And so to have my mom, uh, doubt me, and try her best to convince me to be a quote unquote real lawyer. I never, only reason I wanted to be a lawyer was to buy my mom a house and a car. And, you know, I might as well shovel shit with my hands six days a week, 12 hours a day. That's how miserable, but I would have done it to buy my mom a house and a car gratefully. But it was so nice to know that there's much easier ways uh, to be successful and to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. Uh, both of you guys have beat the odds. And I believe that those that beat the odds all have a common denominator that they must be what they can be. Whether they're in their first grade in Croatia or living in a trailer with two other smelly men uh, and giving every penny that they ever had. Uh, if you read about Einstein, if you read about Jobs, if you read about Elon Musk, uh, Richard Branson, they all, they must be what they can be. Jerry Jones, most people don't know, you know, that he went all in. He literally was almost, after the huge success of the Astrodome and the Cowboys and all that, when he built that stadium, he was all in. And people thought he was insane for spending a billion dollars on a stadium. Uh, But yet, they laugh at you, they scoff at you and make fun of you. Uh, That desire that you must be what you can be, where is that going to take you? Where and what are people laughing at you today about and saying look you've done it all why do you keep on going just sit back and play golf with david in arizona
1: i I gotta tell you um i love arizona um born and raised there however I, i i can't stop if i if i stop it's 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 probably to my own detriment if that makes sense i i would rather be out doing good um again talking about another thing i live by is you know karma will never forget your address yeah you might move but there's forwarding (laughs) and and, and, and i I do that because i say that because at the end of the day i i feel in my whole life it's always been a a first responder right so a volunteer firefighter going to the military i'm a giver and i don't i don't uh i don't get happy by just doing going to work every day i get happy by seeing my team grow Uh, i hire people that are living in their cars i hire people that are living in really bad situations um and promote them usually within the first year twice they they're they're out they're off And so you literally are restoration one. Absolutely. You that's I say you're, there's you're, a motto. You, we restore you, yeah, the client, and we're trying to restore the insurance industry. It's going to take some time.
0: And you destroy and you restore your employees. It's amazing, Hutch. You're my kind of guy. All right, Joe, that desire, obviously.
2: You know, desire. It starts with always trying to be the best I can be, and continue following that path. And I think the key is to actually get into it, start doing it, and continue perfecting the game because that's how we gain experience and continue being better and better. I'll say, too, to cut you off, if I die with a dollar in my pocket, I'm going to
1: be mad. Yeah, me too. I got to tell you a quick story and we'll finish up. So
0: my grandmother was dying and I I was in law school and I was going into debt to be in law school and I didn't want to be in law school, but I wanted to make money to support my family. So I do what I do. And I go and my grandma, she calls for me to fly from New Orleans at Tulane into Ohio and paid for my plane ticket. And I get there and the first thing she says is, can you eat these for me? And she has prunes there. <laughs> and go get me a candy bar. Now she's dying. And I am look at my dad, I'm like, fuck, uh, you know, God, I-. he's like, dude, if it kills her, you know, <laughs> that's what she wants. <laughs> So, I would have been fine with just a candy bar, but I had to eat her prunes. <laughs> and then she knew I love you. So, because oh, she said, Do you love me? I'm like, Oh, more than anything, Grandma. Then eat my prunes. I'm like, shit. And then I had to buy the candy bar. So then I get there and she looks at me and she says, You know, honey, you're my oldest grandson. And uh, the end is coming near. And I just want to tell you, I love you. And if there's anything left when I die, I've made a math mistake. <laughs> And I was like, my eyes were like this. Does she have like a hidden treasure? You know, like oldest, great, uh, She set me up so bad. But my dad gave me a jacket said, you know, I, I'm going to die with more than enough of everything for everyone, not for me. I'm going to die with more than enough for everyone, not for me. Um, I am so blessed. And it's an indication that I'm doing things right. And you brought up karma. And I love the saying of the address and the forwarding of the address. I have a mathematical equation. I did a training called The Mathematical Equation of Karma. And you two both fit into my equation of karma, which is if you pay attention to what you want for the benefit of others and you give it that 100% to every day, do, say, think, feel, and believe in accordance to that, it will equal the karma. It will equal the luck or even more than you want in your life. and. I appreciate both of you to be a testament to the true mathematical equation of karma. I know that your karma will follow you and your generations beyond you. And anything I can do uh, for Restoration One, for Rocket Plan, count me in. I don't know much about uh, the contractor world, but I do know about helping people. And I surround myself with the best people who help the most people. And that's Joe Tolzman and Hutch, my man. Thank you so much. Hutch Hilbert here. He's the managing director of Restoration 1. And I did
1: that for a reason. I don't like to be called a CEO. I don't like to be called owner. I think it's horrible. I love that. But I don't I, I don't the title is nothing. Title my, my team is the is the guy is the team. They're the ones killing it out there. I
0: wish he was a football coach for Los Angeles Chargers. I thought uh Harbaugh going to be good. I think Hutch would lead the way. He's a true team player. So is my friend Joel to- Joe Tolsman with Rocket Plan. We're here in the greatest studio with the greatest entrepreneurs. This is David Meltzer with Entrepreneurs The Playbook.